0: Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. Walking you right on down that golden path towards execution. With me, as always, is Ryan. Is it
1: a path? Is there any water running next to it? Nope. Is there like, can you hear nope. like not, not- like, the slightest drop of water nope. at all? We
0: are in the middle of a desert. Okay. So, uh, Creek Free. <laughs> yes, Creek Free. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Taylor, could you
2: introduce me real quick?
0: Hey, uh, Greg is here. Can I make a perception check? Uh, Yes, you may. (laughs)
2: All right. I want to uh, perceive whether or not you said execution with EGG. You are, you are, uh,
0: you passed. Okay. You you are correct in that.
2: Can you speak to that? Why you said that that way?
0: Because I. We all know that the Cats trailer came out and that was a big deal. And we yeah. had to talk about that. The more important thing that has usurped that—the the yeah, more important th- trailer—the this, this cultural canon—this story away from Cats. It's it's the egg that is bigger than before. Uh-huh. You put the egg in the vinegar for some reason uh-huh. and it comes out and it's bouncy and it is bigger than before. You made yeah. a toy
1: that's bigger than an egg.
0: Yeah, it and like, then you put it in maple syrup. And whereas with both the vinegar and the later blue water, yeah you use a spoon. With the maple syrup, you dig it out with you your bare hand. You just take
2: your hand. I couldn't stop thinking about how this person dipped their whole paw yeah. into this the, just bucket of maple the syrup. The extremely
0: like liquid things, they're, they're like, no, we need a spoon for this. Yeah.
1: Extremely viscous and gets everywhere. Stick my whole ass hand in that, bad boy. Clearly this person did not have my mother. Because when I was a kid making eggs bigger, we had to follow all of the rules and manners and <laughs> use the proper spoons for the proper things. There's a maple sp- uh, syrup spoon you're supposed to be using.
0: Yeah, and uh, th- uh, that's the thing that I really want to talk about is the lack of the maple syrup spoon in that video. But
1: the
2: thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about two
1: different things in
0: relation okay. to
2: this, so I hope this is going to be a long segment. <laughs> Definitely. This is our <laughs> main segment. This one week. thing that right off the bat bothered me is this is from something called Five Minute Arts and Crafts.
0: Yes, okay. you are correct. It is literally a craft that takes over three days to do. Yeah, it's five minute crafts. The first step is leave an egg in in vinegar for one for full For one day. full
2: day, which is analogous to under five minutes. My second thing is in what world is this an art or a craft?
1: Right. What is the end goal of making this egg bigger than before? Oh, it's not
2: an art or a craft.
1: Most arts and crafts do not have like the, the greatest uses when you're done with them. Not, it's not if a use thing. You're making trash, basically. No, 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 no. It's not a use thing. It's not
2: a use thing. It's a, are you going to like put this up on your shelf, and then when people come over, you're like, look, I made this art and or craft. You, there's no way you're going to take no. this egg, which... no. Uh, granted, for I'm not arguing that the egg is not bigger than before. I can see Th- that. Thank you for addressing that. That was bigger the elephant in the room. But I still don't think you're going to like put it on your wall and be like, hey, I know you don't know because you don't have the perspective, but this is bigger than before. Well,
1: when you have kids, the whole thing is just uh, like having them waste as much of the day as possible so you can get to the next day, yeah, right? Yeah, that's so my understanding. Of you make it. them do stupid things. The problem is, like you said... Uh, step one. All right, kids, you ready to make this? Put it in the vinegar or whatever. Let's wait one day.
2: Now we just yeah. now we just do nothing. And do you remember how long one day was when you were a kid? It's an eternity. It's longer than five minutes, people.
0: Let me tell you that. <laughs> That's. I'm just thinking of like someone making that thing. They put it in the vinegar. It comes out. They put it in the maple syrup. It comes out. And they put it in whatever food coloring water they uh-huh. want. And it's just, it's bigger than before. <laughs> and they put it on their shelf. And someone comes over and goes, "What is this?" And they're like, "It's an egg." And some and the person goes why and the person who has done this just points and goes bigger than before what what movie (laughs) is this movie trailer for i bigger than before it's called bigger bigger than before yeah it's the the sequel to big (laughs) josh comes comes back after a very long time and he's like oh fuck now i'm big but i wish that i was bigger and now he's even bigger than before
1: so we think that josh is an egg who asks uh, a glass of maple syrup I wish I was big. Yes. And then his wish comes true. He th-
2: I think he throws a quarter into a glass uh-huh. of maple yeah. syrup, which has red eyes and a weird turban on
0: it. Right. So. And then and then the quarter also becomes bigger than before, and it goes in Batman's Batcave. Wait, you know, hold on. Is this a
1: way to get anything bigger than before? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's why my like,
0: dick has been in this <laughs> jar of vinegar for like four days. Oh, buddy, no, you can't leave it in that long. It's it's only got to be in there for one day. It's
2: getting so big. The
0: instructions were one day. This is going to cause problems for you. I am
2: like topical reference, Joe C., (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who had I don't who, know what that is. He was uh a three foot tall rapper who would rap with Kid Rock. Kid Rock's handler. Oh right hand man. And uh, he who would died cry about having a ten <laughs> foot dick. Yeah. Yeah. Who was who was noted for saying he had a ten foot dick, and then one day he died and Carson Daly cried on MTV yeah. and it happened. Which I don't know why That
0: d- you should cry when people die. Fun, why do I yeah. think that's absurd? Fun fact about Joe C he was born in Taylor, Missouri.
2: No way. That's a little
0: fun fact for you. Yeah, Are, he, he's saying no way that's not fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, well, I
2: had zero fun with that. Though. You
0: know what is fun? Fear the Walking Dead. We're going to talk about that. But first, we've got some shushies to give away.
1: That's right, folks. It's shushies season. We're all stoked. And Woo-hoo! we've... We've given away a couple stupid ones, now we get into the real ones yeah, this week. the meat yes. and potatoes. Last week,
0: I know what we said we were getting into the meat and potatoes, but this week, we're really getting into the meat and potatoes. We were
2: knowingly lying to our listeners then, and honestly, we had a meeting about it, and we feel...
1: Bad. If you listen closely last week when we were saying these are important, you could hear us going like,
2: you could literally hear my fingers being
0: crossed. Yeah. because of how dry my fingers are. I, I was like a
1: grasshopper. I, did, there. I
0: put both <laughs> hands up in front of my mouth and said, very slightly. So
1: you don't have to listen that closely to hear it. Like we were clearly lying the entire time, and you
2: can hear that we're not doing it now, right? Tee-hee-hee. Taylor, <laughs> damn it! I'm oh, sorry,
1: oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, very sorry. Um, we like to our the shows that we watch will never get Emmys, like not oh. as Nary and Emmy. Nor
2: so, do we think they should. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, so we have to give them the shushies. And this is one that is not even an Emmy yet. We're still, like, pati- uh, petitioning the it's board. It's
0: still an M-
1: Yeah. It's uh, Best Sidekick. And oh. that's better for our shows probably than, like, your Law and Orders, your CSIs. <laughs> yeah,
0: because, well, if we were doing, like, Law and Orders, it would absolutely be ice. For T Law and Order, year. it would just be that
2: bong bong. Oh,
0: yeah. Bong bong.
2: Yeah, bong bong. <laughs> Cousin of <laughs> <a> Big <park>. <laughs> Bong. Bong bong.
1: <laughs> or if we were doing, like, Walker, Texas Ranger. It's like it's his best move. It's what he does all the time. Bong it's how he bong. defeats bad guys. Sidekick, guys. Oh, Chuck Norris. Course. He's like a, he kicks people. His his moves actually. He was a in a movie kick. called sidekick. And he was right. in a movie with the dead Jonathan Brandis hanging out with Josie. Uh best sidekick, guys. What does a sidekick mean to you?
2: Someone who can like see the future.
1: See the future, yes.
2: It's,
0: it's like a phone that slides out.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah,
0: dude. Oh my god,
2: back in the day.
0: Those things were dude. We were
2: all about that. It honestly I hate to say this about sidekicks, but your number one job as a sidekick is to be told, do not fucking help me.
1: Right. Yeah. By the
2: hero. And And you don't you you rush in and you get captured, making everything ten times as hard, making the hero ten times as heroic.
1: If you were a hero, and you obviously are, would you just not have a sidekick? Like doesn't that seem like it would make life easier?
0: Yeah, but then I mean you're breaking a lot of union rules, and I that's true. The union
1: that like always wants to see children put in, in trouble in danger. Yeah. in danger yeah Well the
0: Sidekicks Union is very powerful and I don't agree with everything that it, that they want no But I am not I'm not about to like be a scab or, I think like,
2: it's become kind of political you know probably yeah. outlived its usefulness a little bit but you got to stick up for workers rights
0: I, Yeah
1: I will say this this was a uh, a contentious field there was probably 20 uh different sidekicks throughout our shows yeah, like, I got
2: mad just as
0: I was voting
1: Yeah getting a lot of votes uh but these are the 5 that got the most Let's hear them First up is, and this one's a little weird, so let's explain it. Arthur from The Tick, because Arthur is the main character of a yeah, show, but he is but he's the, the side Tick kick. sidekick. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, that's very it's very obvious that he is both of those things. Uh, the the first year, the first season of The Tick, Arthur was pretty good. This last season, he was amazing he you mean the actor the actor yeah yeah he killed the show uh what's his name again
1: griffin griffin newman
2: McElroy. done you know griffin newman i think is right uh and so i don't i don't know
0: who won last year i don't remember but he uh, griffin this year or uh Arthur, as as we call him, yeah, uh, was great. Like uh, especially all of the stuff with him and Superior uh-huh. was delightful. Like I think if, there, if there's a four year consideration moment, yeah, it's probably for me the moment where Superior has brought that journalist. And Arthur just goes, "Did you threaten this man? <laughs> Did you threaten this man? Yeah,
2: that was a great Arthur moment. He is like one of the, Arthur is one of the main reasons I'm going to miss." This show so much, yeah.
1: I Which is not I, something you would uh, expect to say about the show, like before yeah. you watched it, or I don't know if you could say that about the other two Tick shows. No, like it was the, all about the Tick, right? Watching the Tick say and do stupid things.
2: Thinking of the cartoon, uh, at, at least because I didn't see the other live action movie or the show. The in the cartoon, Arthur was okay. He was like, you know, yeah. being a, a normal ish guy in this group of people, but not
0: getting the type of mileage he gets on the Amazon version of the Tick. Yeah. So
1: best of luck to Arthur. Your next nominee is from the television show, Iron Fist. It's Colleen Wing. Listen, uh, she deserves
0: her spot on this list. Uh-huh. If for no other reason than she was the only reason to watch the show Iron Fist. Yeah,
2: she is for sure the best part. And
1: not like the best of the shitty. It's not like she just slightly rose above. Like she actually did kick ass. For like, great performance, great character. I I would have
0: rather a show about Colleen Wing than Iron Fist. And, like I know Well, that's the real
2: that's the real like sad thing about Netflix losing the rights to all these Marvel shows. Yeah, no that, daughters of the dragon. Yeah, because that honestly that was the literal first thing I thought when it became clear that they like they were all they were going to lose all these shows is that she wasn't going to get her own show and it was
0: a super big bummer. Yeah, because lo- Colleen Wing is the best sidekick and if she doesn't win, I will throw a fit.
1: You throw a little tantrum. I'm gonna throw a little Tanty Taylor tantrum. <laughs> All right, your next nominee is from the tick. It's Danger Boat. This is last year's winner.
0: Ooh, guys, yeah. Danger Boat is do you want so to take good. back what you just said? Uh, no,
1: because you want to throw that tantrum. I
0: want to throw that tantrum, but Danger Boat is so good, but, you guys. And if he does not win, I will also throw a fit. <laughs> he, uh, he's the only
2: one of the sidekicks I, I think most likely that's going to be on this list who is also a vehicle. Yes, probably. Yes. Yeah. And
1: probably the only person that uh, is played by somebody in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. Alan yeah. Tudyk is in the yeah, Hall of it's Fame.
2: true. I think it's also the only sidekick, the only one of these nominees that's in love with one of the other nominees.
0: Yeah. I, he's, a, he's a lot of firsts on this list. I'm, I
2: have to say, I think Arthur stole it from Danger Boat this year. If it was going to yeah. be one of them, I think I preferred Arthur's performance to, to Danger Boats. Well, I yeah. think
1: Arthur took a step forward and Danger Boat. Definitely had less screen time this season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And... and it was less of a, it was more like, here's Danger Boat as a character, uh, rather than
1: last season was, here's a boat whose name is Danger Boat. Yeah. Your next nominee, I hate this name, I hate trying to say this name, uh, it's not Donnie. Okay? It's a guy named Don, it's, and his, his next initial is E from iZombie. Don E.
0: Uh, he is an
1: incredible sidekick. He's
0: one of my favorite characters on this show. Every time he's doing anything, it's great. This season, I feel like they gave Donnie a little bit less screen time. He was a little bit less Donnie this season.
1: Uh, yeah, he did have one plot line where he fell in love and he was hooked up with somebody and then Blaine killed her immediately. Yep. Uh, he doesn't know that yet. Maybe he'll find out in this series finale. Um, but yeah, he is one of those actors who you can sort of tell makes every line of his shine way brighter than the script does. Yes. You know, he re- And I think that's important for the supporting role he All reminds forwards. me a
0: lot of like Zaz from early seasons of Gotham, mm. where like Gotham was a garbage show for a very long
1: time. Wait, do you mean the actor that we discovered and turned into a
0: superstar? Yeah, yes. that guy? Anthony Kerrigan,
2: yes, is that what his name? Is? Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: Like Donnie can take like any line, and iZombie ha- has very good writers, but he can take like anything and make it like delightful in a way that you don't even expect. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really like Donnie. Is he? A, I, I, I don't watch a ton of this show. Is he a boat? He is, he is unfortunately not a boat, but yeah. he is about that life. <laughs> he's,
1: a, he's a jeep in love with Danger Boat and some weird sort of show crossover. And your final nominee is Ella. Ella, Ella from Lucifer.
0: Oh, guys. Another I love, scene
1: stealer. I love Ella so, so much.
2: I have to say, I actually never fully got on this train. I like her, but I always feel like the show is trying too hard mm-hmm. to make me like her. And a lot, that probably is like kind of a Lucifer problem. I feel like Lucifer yeah. can't just like let you enjoy it. It has to always be like trying to to make you like it all the way up to 11. And that's the way I kind of feel with her.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's something because of when we started and when you started, Greg. Yeah, that is, that uh, is what it that is. That we got over. Yeah. You know, it's not like we saw it, but yeah. it's just like you know, it's sort of filtered out because we're so used to watching show. It's the show. And I tone also feel like that show, yeah, the yeah. Show
2: that Lucifer is no nothing about Lucifer is anything other than what they are trying to make it. But yeah, like you guys had this slow getting used to it, and I didn't. And she's a big part of it because I do enjoy her on the show. But I just I feel like she's tryhard, but it's not. It's just she's consistent with the tone of
0: it. I her. feel like we got an even more tryhard Ella in earlier seasons. Yes, okay, and then and then they were like, all right, you get it. We're yeah. like, we're fine. And so. once she became a bit more of a like, a actual like part of the show and not just like an extraneous sort of like around character. Like she used to be a Kevin
1: from the Office,
0: uh-huh. and then she became an Andy.
1: Have we talked about the? Theory online that Ella is Trixie from the future. What? Holy shit! Yeah. That, Explain. <laughs> that, that's all that's I know. All, that's all. There I don't is. read articles. I just look at the headlines. I
2: ha- I have to say, just you're implying that that could be a possibility, which on a show like this, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, made me like her a little bit more. <laughs> I was like, Ah, oh, Trixie. Huh? Okay, pretty good.
1: But I think <laughs> that might be Ella's problem right now is that she's just not Trixie. Yeah. And so if we made her Trixie, then she'd be Trixie.
2: Well, one thing Lucifer does. A really good job of is you get about 10% of the Trixie that you want. Right.
1: And The I, creed of the office.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that uh, that makes you always want just a little bit more.
1: She's the creed of the office, not because of that, but because Trixie always smells like mung beans. Mm-hmm. Nobody explains that. And
2: because she thinks she has a blog, but it's really just like a <laughs> word doc full. <folder> Trixie.gov slash <laughs> Trixie thoughts.
1: <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's time. Your winner. Drummy, 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 drummy For best drummy, sidekick drummy, drummy, is Danger drummy, 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 Boat from The Tick two wow. years in a row. Two years in a row. He Congratulations. Is
2: a boat who identifies as a two time sidekick winner.
1: Now, Dang. I just want to shout out to all of the other uh, nominees and people who almost got nominated. The Tick is gone. Danger boat cannot win next year. Next and, year might be your chance. Nonetheless,
2: I, I think that that boat is available to work. Put it on a show. Yeah. yeah. Guys, put DB on. Dude, put Danger Boat on Lucifer. Or if and they're making God. another and Deadwood movie, literally <laughs> <laughs> and literally never explain it, like yeah. not even like no reference to it at all. It's like, well, the well, detective must the Danger Boat, and then they just go <laughs> and the next thing is they're standing at Danger Boat. Can
1: you no, imagine th- just a the poster do it- for the next yeah. season?
0: <laughs> they can do it so easily. He comes back from hell, and he's like, "Oh, detective, in hell we have Danger Boat." <laughs> <laughs> He's like I brought, I brought I brought him with me. Let's go. Because at this point,
1: Chloe's like, uh, okay, right.
0: I, I, I get it. All right. Well, congratulations, to Danger Boat. Come down to the studio and pick up your award whenever you want. I do. Let's
1: have Ellen Tootic come down. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah.
2: I do want to say also that like Ella, if you want to come down, you <laughs> didn't win an award, but we're like we have all, every award we've ever given out. We still have here because no yeah. one's to pick them up. So if you didn't win, but you want to come snag one, like that's not a big deal to us. Yeah,
1: snag it up.
0: Arthur, come on down. All right. That's it for the shishis now. We're going to move on to our main event, which is talking about the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. On the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead, the time has come to get this plane off the ground and over the mountains... But before that can happen, we need all our intrepid heroes back together and the runway cleared of debris and lit up like a literal Christmas tree. But wouldn't you know it, those wacky zombies nearly mess everything up and that goofy nuclear plant makes like Ryan after someone eats the last piece of pizza and goes full meltdown. Whoa. I get crazy. Our friends do manage to make it safely off the ground and then back onto it without dying and learn that there is more to life than survival. So gentlemen, I ask you this. Did you feel any dramatic tension when a broken-down plane, fixed and piloted by two inexperienced pilots and containing almost every character on the show, attempted to fly through a nuclear meltdown over a mountain ridge and land in the dark? I did. I, I mean, it, the, that's
2: the thing, though, right? Yeah, like,
0: right. They managed to sell that t- the tension in that event when it's like
2: you're not going to kill ninety-five percent of <laughs> right. the people yeah. on this show. That's
0: my, f- I think the thing that I really appreciated about this episode is that I think on most other shows. We would be like, this is incredibly stupid. Uh None of these people are dying. But this show did a thing where like, normally we kill off a lot of characters. Uh This episode, no one died, which was crazy.
1: Uh, Yeah, so basically the back half of it. The first half is a little confusing and just setting the pieces. The back half is contrived as fuck. I mean, there's some scenes like Garrett Dillahunt. Riding in the car, like shooting zombies, just to get on the plane in the nick of time. That was, that was a lot st- of that stuff. Listen, it was very cool.
2: <laughs> that was stupid as shit. They like come Tokyo drifting around a horde of zombies, and he headshots like four of them, kind of just for fun. Yeah, it's a- not clear that that's necessary at all.
1: All of that stuff is fine, and then they get on the plane, and the plane probably just to make it a little more post-apocalyptic, just doesn't have a back. They just, you know? don't, they don't, just... don't close it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how the green screen in the back is just, uh, it's like a car cruising around London. <laughs> like everything you see in the back. <laughs> um, but yeah, not having the back of a plane, that is scary. Uh, zombies on the ground is scary. And all of a sudden, without me knowing, I'm like gripping the chair saying, yeah. I hope they fucking land. Yeah. I hope they do this.
2: Well, I think part of why it is tense is that I've never seen something like this in one of these zombie apocalypse like stories, yeah, and honestly, it made me cognizant of and Fear of the Walking Dead doing a good job of this. But like, how many stories aren't told about a zombie apocalypse? We have talked about zombie apoco- apocalypse a lot, yeah. Zombies apocalypse. It's always the same story. Fear of the Walking Dead is is really like traverse some interesting terrain. The the hurricane of zombies, yeah, uh, and the whole plane nuclear. S- but yeah, and both of those storylines come out of the fact that this area got hit by a hurricane. Um, and we've never seen people flying in a fucking plane, or like a couple weeks ago, flying in a helicopter. It really it, it is engrossing. It's a cool yeah. story to tell.
0: And that's the thing I'm most excited about for both Fear the Walking Dead and... The Walking Dead, is I want them to lean more into, let's just do shit that no one else has done before with zombies. Because uh, uh, if you had asked me before, I'd be like, no, there's nothing you haven't done. And now I'm realizing, there's a shit ton of stuff that we haven't done. And obviously the next
2: thing they're going to do is they have to go work at an oil refinery because they need fresh gasoline, which as a kid who grew up in the oil industry, I'm like, hell yeah, because gas goes bad after a short time. And Kirkman has known about that since about the 10th, issue of walking dead someone wrote in and is like none of these cars should work anymore because gas goes bad and now finally this show is going to be the first time where they actually deal with that so they have to like start refining gasoline that's fucking as dope, long as dude. while they're
1: working there's that song dun 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 da, 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 <laughs> then i'll be fine
2: steam just coming out of shit
1: the other thing too that i realized in the show and yes audience this is like the second time in three weeks that we have like very seriously talked about an episode of Fear the Walking Dead. And
2: I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. yeah, uh, like, It's been rad.
1: I realized at some point, maybe it was when Garrett Dillahunt was proposing to Jenna Elfman. Um, maybe when, like there's so many character moments in this episode that fear the big difference between the two shows, and sometimes it's hard to see, is this show enjoys being optimistic. Yeah. And I'm not yes. saying that you have to be optimistic to be good. I'm saying that a lot of the time, The Walking Dead feels like that nihilism is just... The, like That's the stand-in for good. Yeah. If we're constantly nihilistic, then we will be good. And that's not true. Interesting is good. And they are doing interesting things with optimism, something that The Walking Dead just will never bring <sighs> itself to do. See,
0: yeah. I I think I can see that. But my biggest problem with this season of Fear the Walking Dead is that everyone has become too optimistic in like the same weird way. Mm. Where it seems like... Whereas before, the thing that I was a little bit interested in with Fear the Walking Dead was that everyone had, like, pretty different, like, character motivations. Uh-huh. Now it feels like they made every character into Morgan. Uh-huh. And I... Don't- you, know, you
2: know what happened? Somebody who writes for this show read the book Station Eleven, which is about a post-apocalyptic, like, band of uh, Shakespearean actors... Who go from place to place and their slogan is survival is insufficient, which comes from Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. This show has become survival is insufficient. That's what this whole episode was about. And I swear somebody read the book Station Eleven because the whole point, like there's several different times where somebody like looks at a tree that's painted and says like, you know, just be glad that you're alive to read this. Or they're like looking at each other, and it's like we have to make this next society more than just surviving. Well,
1: even in the very beginning, which I was a little confused by. In the beginning, they're on the radio, and there's a montage of all the characters doing having like one very charactery line from, Like cool guys acting cool. That's a
2: that's definitely a I haven't that's that definitely a cut from way back in their past.
1: Right, yeah. because they're talking to a guy named Logan. Yeah. who yeah, on so, this episode is they're very familiar with
0: the backstory of that, and whole that is Wolverine. Thing. Yes, that is Wolverine. The backstory of that is the beginning of this season. Like, he's only appeared in the first episode of the season, and then this episode. The reason that they initially took the plane out and ended up crashing was that Logan lied to them about where he was so that he could get them out so that he could take over... Steal their stuff. ...their previous place. And so it's
1: like there's one Walking Dead character, not Morgan. I mean, like, one Walking Dead thought character in this, and that's Logan. Because what they're saying on the radio was what you were saying, Greg, which is not... We own this place. sit the fuck away. Yeah. But we're here. We have food. Get used to it. Um, like, <laughs> we're here. Who- we're kind of queer. Yeah. And, like, and come on. And that's just not how The Walking Dead works. Yeah. Okay.
2: I do have to ask this about Logan, though. Uh, there's a lot of like truckers in this. Yes. Is Logan's whole thing that he drives around with a convoy of trucks? I believe so because I want to fucking watch the show that is about <laughs> yeah. the zombie, zombie apocalypse right. truckers. Do you know how in, like important trucking would become in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. and how difficult? And like that sounds like again, this is just another example of it. they've really opened this like type of story up to a lot of different kind of niche stories suddenly refining oil is interesting when it's you and a bunch of your amateur friends trying to do it in the apocalypse Yeah. suddenly being a truck driver is interesting when it's a convoy traveling across planes filled with zombies
0: yeah my understanding is that his whole backstory is that he was one of the co-owners of like the denim factory that, <laughs> that they were previously like also
1: denim's gonna become in. very important in the zombie apocalypse it will
2: do because it stand up against the scratches and bites of zombies uh,
1: this is a question mostly for Greg uh, did, did, did you recognize Logan L- Logan.
2: Uh, Yeah, as Max Headroom. Or, of course, I always think of him as... He was playing a very Logan-like character in Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, really? They run into him, and he's like, I'm even more from the future than you guys are. And they're like, well, we're from the present, actually. And he's like, oh, yeah, me too. I'm in the future. <laughs> and he's like a he's like a space charlatan that is pretending he's from the future and can't tell them like about what's going to happen. But really, he's just trying to like steal their stuff.
1: What I did not know is that this cast... I knew that Maggie Grace from Lost was on the show because of the episode that we watched a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But this cast is... Far past the Walking Dead, uh, Garrett Dillahunt and Jenna Elfman; those are two good guests. Yeah, yeah. And then this show, I learned that Matt Frewer, Max Headroom is in the show. Mo Collins from Mad TV, yeah, is yeah. the lady who stands up to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy in the wheelchair is Daryl Chill Mitchell, who was the teacher on Ten Things I Hate yeah. About You, who got oh. in an actual motorcycle accident, and that's his actual wheelchair. Well, that that's probably not his actual one with the blades in yeah, the back. Yeah, that's probably not the blades. Okay,
0: again,
2: dude, props to this show. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, I can tell his wheelchair is kind of cool. He has like a battle wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And it is so fucking dope when he pulls out his rifle from his chair or when he like deploys his chair blades.
0: Yeah. Fucking chair blades. And his gun of choice is a fucking grenade launcher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There is one. And I know it's TV and whatever. Like this shit happens on TV all the time. But this was too egregious to not bring up. Daryl Cho Mitchell uh, puts his blades out, traps a zombie. Basically, now that makes the wheelchair immobile. So, he has to crawl to yeah. the generator. Classic movie scene. Gets on the walkie-talkie and goes through like a four-minute yes. goodbye speech as we can see the plane coming down. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and crawl to the generator, bro. That's how you can tell
2: that this was at least posing as a mid-season finale because there are several lengthy speeches, including one after which it's given where another character goes, Well, that was a great speech. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, people are, like, using up the last of walkie-talkie battery, taking time from, like, climbing across a runway just to be like, all right. And when you live in the future, just remember me as someone who cared and loved. You just do your fucking job.
1: Is Okay, so Garrett Dillahunt is not going to be able to make it back before the plane takes off. Uh, so radios his soon-to-be be fiance Jenna Elfman, and says, you guys just have to go. And Jenna Elfman's like, no, yeah, I get it, I promise. And then hangs up, or the batteries die. Is that cold-blooded, or is that, like, finally someone's acting like they're supposed to act in the zombie apocalypse? It's not going to work. Fall in love with someone else.
2: I thought that was cool. I yeah. thought that was a, a realistic thing. Like, so often we get, like, from Endgame, the scene where someone has to be sacrificed, so Black Widow and Hawkeye fight over who yeah. it gets to be. Uh, it's so much cooler just to be like, I'm, I'm not going to make it. You guys should leave. And have her be like, yeah, he said he's not going to make it, and it seems like he's not going to. We got to get out of here. That, like that's what you should do yeah. otherwise his sacrifice is worth nothing so
0: yeah that's I really appreciate I think John and whatever Jenna Elfman's character's name is Dharma. Yeah, d- Dharma yeah yeah Dharma uh, are they're the best relationship on the show and everyone else is sort of I like their relationships to each other are Sort of mystical to me. Like I don't understand. Like because I feel like I miss just enough where I'm like, what's Strand's whole deal now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what's like he used to be like a, an extremely different character, right? And so I'm I'm not placing him as well. Well, How? I
2: think it, I think it's because there are three original characters left on this show. I think part of what's happened to Strand is he has seen everybody he started off with die, yeah. except for a couple of people, and I think it's really turned him from smooth talking me first into like. We're not gonna make it unless we all work together.
0: That's a very good strand. <laughs> so now that we have finished up the nuclear reactor arc of this show, how did you guys feel about how the show handled it? Like, was did you
2: like that arc? It turned to me. It turned out. I always thought it was a very interesting plot point, but it ultimately turned out not to matter. It was a ticking clock that made them get out of where they were, and so I guess it kinda mattered for that reason. But like Alicia gets splattered with radioactive blood, and so she's like, What's gonna happen to me? And so she washes it off in a shower. Yeah, I wanna know know if you bring that up. They fly right through the meltdown. With a big open door. With a big open door and it's Maybe something will come of that. Maybe like three of them are going to get like super sick at the beginning of the next half of the season. But it felt kind of like they wanted to just sort of be like, "Isn't this a cool idea?" And then not have it really matter.
0: Yeah, I think if they don't have at least one character like get very and it should be her, Ill, right? So the, yeah, right. She was drenched in radio, like they, irradiated blood. If they don't, ad- plus it's her time. Yeah, like, <laughs> if she's they, been on the show forever. If they don't address that, I feel like that is a a huge knock against the show. Yeah. But I will
1: say this, like even if it doesn't turn out to be anything, they tried something yeah. that was a different villain. Like you will eventually figure out how to handle zombies. which yeah. Walking Dead is mostly done and the comic book mostly did. But then, so then it just becomes a series of governors. You know, you fight different like yeah. leaders of uh, societies and that's what the comic book was too. You know, and it kept it fresh enough. Walking Dead, the show can't really handle it.
2: Because they all had different personalities. Right. But they were still basically, I'm the alpha of this group. Right. One of them literally called alpha.
1: At least this was not zombies or another alpha. And so just to try that, or just to even figure out that they could. You know, first you have to think like, wait, what if? And then they tried it, and so maybe next time. And they did it with Hurricane as well. A different villain than the governor or zombies. And
2: in a way, the constructing the plane was, a, vi- was right. a villain. And I swear, if they really lean into it, it is a big operation to turn crude oil into gasoline. Yeah. And a trillion different things can and will go wrong. If they really lean into that and investigate what it's like to try to be like not enough people with no experience trying to refine gas. And
1: like all the resources are gone. Like yeah. you need the gas to generate power, but you're running out of gas and, you know, there's no like Google to search up stuff. And you've got these two, like, Logan's team and Alicia's team trying to work together. Like, that sounds like a pretty good show.
2: That's the stuff that's most compelling that Fear of the Walking Dead, I think, is getting more and more comfortable exploring. Instead of
1: having, like, this requisite amount of zombie time they need to do per episode. or
2: these, like, over-the-top, like, you think you've seen evil before, now we have a new version of evil person. Like, okay, well, that's... I think with a group that's, like, clearly a bunch of fascists, Yeah, that maybe that is going to be potentially a new villain for them. But it's less interesting than just now. Some one of us has like severe
0: radioactive poisoning. Yeah, that uh, that is the stuff that I'm at least even partially excited for. For fear the Walking Dead.
1: Real quick, I want to do the Morgan of the week. Uh, they get into a car accident very early, and the zombies are coming. So he reaches in the back of a random pickup truck and pulls out a white plastic bow staff. Yeah, like, that- he just he knows how to find them wherever they are.
0: Everywhere you want to be, baby. Yeah, well, because that is his his stick that got like. Or radioactive blood on it. And so the other lady was like, Yeah, you can't have that stick anymore. Yeah. So so for like five episodes, he's just been walking around grabbing sticks and going <laughs> will this be the new stick
1: <laughs> does he have the thor power with all sticks where he just sticks yeah, his arm yeah. out and like a stick flies into it what
2: what was the meaning of that same woman like he's sitting on the plane and she walks over and
0: she's like let me see your
2: stick and he's like all right and he hands her the stick and she breaks it <laughs> because
0: half. that's the end that was irradiated so like the stick itself is now irradiated oh, and okay. is a danger to him so she was like well i'm just gonna break this off and now you can keep the stick but like that part's gone and it's
2: he's like, like half a stick
0: Yeah, and he was like, "Ah, ah, all right."
2: Well,
1: they have duct tape, right? You can find another half of a stick. His
2: to me, his bow staffs never look sufficient to the type of job Mm they have to do. He always has like it's a Ninja
1: Turtle situation. He has
2: the handle of a broom. Mm -hmm. Like you need something like because you what he is purported to do with it is bash zombies in the head so hard that like they sustain the brain damage to kill them. Yeah, but he's always got like seriously like this little baton that he's using. I want to see like a real beefy stick
0: give me a beefy stick yeah dude i want a slim jim well we'll see if they give him that beefy stick in the (laughs) next (laughs) half season fear the walking dead now we're gonna move on to the not super serious shishy bullpen but a different pin of its own
1: we hear it uh superhero hour hour want to thank all of our listeners for not paying attention to any comic-con news and waiting for us to wrap it up for you just uh, like a, a week and change later
2: yeah it takes a lot of dedication to not have access to any of that news
1: because i mean that means for this comic-con just completely being off the internet yeah. and not watching cnn really yeah. like staying out of the world so thank you for waiting to download this podcast item the first shannon doherty will appear in the luke perry tribute episode of riverdale riverdale high also has a new principal and it's kerr smith from dawson's creek
0: oh really what we- happened to the old principal probably died principal weatherby
1: oh yeah he was such a jerk hopefully he got fired he he looked like a really shitty rupaul
0: Uh uh-huh is this
2: the other boy from dawson's creek the brown haired boy
1: this is no it's not pacey okay this is then they brought two more people in a brother and a sister and this was the gay character which is a big deal because they put a homosexual on television right on the right on
0: the tv So uh, we've got a new, we've got Shannon Doherty is on, and we've got a new principal. That's that's a big, uh, big older people character change. You know,
2: that's telling me that they look at the numbers of who watches Riverdale, and it's
1: oh yeah, they're old people,
2: us than of the of the kids. Luke
1: Perry, Molly Ringwald, Skeet Ulrich, like they've got they're doing a thing. And if you were in a uh, high school movie or TV show from the eighties and nineties wait by your phone dude you're gonna get a call from Riverdale
0: this is a show that my mother and I both like equally as much
1: right that makes sense to me and then I don't know if the the people who are the age of the kids that go to Riverdale are watching this at all
0: I don't think that they are
2: yeah it more and more it feels like the show is just not pointed to them I have to say as someone who is like like very very old uh I'm super looking forward to seeing Janet Doherty on the show
1: (laughs) she actually looks great oh yeah uh item the second doom patrol will get a season two and it will debut on dc universe and the new hbo max simultaneously guys here's the weird thing about that they're basically saying this will determine the fate of dc universe right if if it gets good numbers and it's only on hbo max i would get ready for dc universe to go away
0: yeah that that
2: checks out this outclasses all the rest of dc universe by so much yeah i mean uh, the thing I'm excited, I'm excited for two reasons. One, I was sure we weren't going to get a season two. It Just because like, you loved it so much? Yeah, and because it seemed God like sucks. it was probably an expensive
0: yeah. show, and, and because it had a lot of talent on it. We watched Swamp Thing get canceled episode one, yeah. <laughs> like, so it seemed like things were not going well for the service it was on.
2: on the now-canceled Swamp Thing. Um, but I'm also just really glad for everyone associated with it, even for like Grant Morrison, who wrote the 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 book that it's based on because it deserves this amount of attention. Yeah. Uh, it It's like almost Legion level of good and like really, I would, this is a show that I would say to people who don't like any superhero shows. This is one you should check out.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, like, it's clear that everyone loves superhero movies, right? Yeah. Like if you look at box office returns, They're bofo, Ryan. they are boffo variety is loving them. Um, but TV shows are obviously not doing it. A lot of that is because of quality. Although they don't even know that they're bad. No. These people just said no thank you to television. Um, this is one that is superhero-y enough so you feel like you know the, you get the stuff that you go to the movies for. But then also comical about comics enough that like you'll understand, you'll get it all because yeah. of your movie frame of reference. You know? I can't
2: yeah. believe that we have basically had comic books that deconstruct comic book mythos for like the last 45 years. And it's still going strong because that's what all Doom Patrol is and all it has been for a very long time. But we still love it. And next next show, Superhero Hour Hour, we're doing The Boys. Yeah. And it's just more of that. We either want the superhero stories or we want the stories that are like gritty versions of the superhero stories. Also,
1: Greg, for your birthday. My birthday. I bought you comic books. That's true. And it's more of that. And I, you would think that I would be done with it? But I loved it so much, and I know like I would think that you're done with it too. But I had to get it for you. Like there's still something about it that is phenomenal.
2: I I guess I'm not done with it though because I've been reading The Boys recently, and we all it's been well chronicled on this show how nuts I went for Doom Patrol. Isn't Umbrella Academy also a deconstruction? A little bit, show? yeah, and, yeah. I, and I liked that uh, that Watchmen show that's coming out on HBO. Even though I know Alan Moore doesn't want it to exist, he I'm hates
1: gonna, it. He pouted for a long time,
2: dude. He it's fun. He to pouts watch about pout. fucking everything. Yeah, but it's, it's I think it's kind of fun.
1: That comic, by the way, is called Black Hammer. Check it out. Uh, Guys, let's shut the fuck up about this bullshit. Okay. Because Marvel had a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. So we don't typically talk about movies. Let's get to the TV first, and then we'll see if we have time to go over the movies. Marvel Phase 4, as it stands right now, includes 10 items. Question mark? Fuck. 10 over the next two and a half, three years. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it
2: was that tight a window.
1: The TV shows are fall, and this doesn't start until fall of next year. So we got some time. Uh, Uh, Fall 2020. Time for me
0: to quit this podcast.
1: Yeah, because this this podcast is about to get insane. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is fall 2020. I'm going to go over all these real quick. Spring 2021 is both WandaVision and Loki. Fall 2021 is Hawkeye. And all four of those shows are bringing back the characters from the movie. Loki may just be Tom... Hiddleston yeah. may just be like cameos, but the actors are in these shows. Yeah. Based on what we have seen before, uh, Superhero TV, as the foremost experts, and specifically Marvel Netflix, this is all on Disney Plus now. This has the real actors. How are we feeling about these shows?
2: These shows are going to tank so hard. Zero interest. Really? Yeah. I think I've just... Specifically, I know what it is, and it's not fair, because I know this is like a new era of these TV shows, but I... I'm so fed up with Marvel television, like the the shows we've gotten on Netflix, or even really Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, that it's hard for me to imagine, even if it were all the same people, that these shows are going to be good. And a big part of the reason why is because the budget you have to be on to make a TV show, you naturally have to basically stop everything in its tracks, and you can't have the really fun
0: battle what and if disney have, plus is
1: giving these like game of thrones level budgets though
0: i i don't even think then because i think the issue with a lot of these shows has never been like the acting wasn't good like i think that any mm, of some of them i mean some of them but like the but main
1: issue why they do not succeed yeah they is, can get over the acting
0: is you have you you have too many episodes the, yeah. like the
1: story is too long you don't know how to tell a story in this format right and i we will see. Like, it could if you
2: told me these shows were each six
1: episodes long,
2: yes. I would go nuts. If they do like a British
0: like television or a mini series route, I'm all about it. But, and then the
1: WandaVision Christmas special, of course.
0: Y- yeah, but I think based on the fact that like these are television shows and they have the added difficulty of having like very highly paid and sought after like film actors doing these shows I do not think that they are going to have I I think budget is still going to
1: be a problem I wonder if because they are superstars that they'll do the like Arrested Development from Netflix thing where there's a lot of like behind the back as uh, Wanda and Vision are talking to each other because it's clearly not them yeah
2: I wonder like with the Loki thing specifically I wonder if he's gonna like walk onto onto the screen in the first episode and be like I'm gonna be a woman now and just turn into a completely different (laughs) version of the character 100% what's gonna happen
1: man Guys, did you fin- Did anybody finish Arrested Development?
2: Nope. No, I never. I I didn't watch from like the second half of the last season, and I've never considered watching this most recent one. I
1: finally got to the end, and there's a scene towards the end where Michael is talking to Buster on the phone. So we never see Buster, and then Michael is driving in a golf cart where the sun hits the windshield in such a way where you can't see their face, and it's like an eight-minute single shot of just the two of them on the phone, neither actor appearing on screen. <laughs> wow. Here's the thing about TV, though. We do not... We only cover live action. Taylor says that uh, in every single... At the beginning of every single episode. But Summer 2022 is What If? And this is a cartoon. Okay, this one I'm excited about. The first episode is What If um, Agent Carter got the serum instead of Steve Rogers. Hell yes. And all of the uh, movie actors are going to come and do the voices for this. This one I could not be more excited about.
2: Yeah, okay. This is the one I'm very excited about because I used to love this book as a kid because... The book could do anything it wanted. And so every issue, people fucking died and cities were destroyed. Every yeah. single issue was completely bonkers because it was allowed to be, unless they had no idea what to do that month. Right. And they're like, what if Spider-Man's hands were each just little tiny Spider-Man?
1: Or spatulas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can and I love that. It sort of proves that now we officially have the same not uh, like a relative level of lore that the comic books did. like the MCU can now do a what if show, and that's cool. Real quick, I want to run down the movies. Uh, 2020 has Black Widow and the Eternals. The Eternals is directed by Claire Zhao, who directed the writer. A real movie from 2018? Ni- uh, nope, that's not, it, didn't, it doesn't exist. 2021 has Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Best Thor time. Love and Thunder.
0: Wow. It, my thing with Thor is they were like, what's up, guys? Jane Foster's back and she's gonna be Thor now. And I love Jane Foster Thor, but I also had the thought, yeah, but the movies only got good when Natalie Portman left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Or you could say that she's, the movies got good when Taika Waititi right. came So in. we'll see which of
2: those is more important when <laughs> this movie comes out. She does have a lot of work to do. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean, think
1: she gave a shit at all. And now she's like the star. So hopefully, she is a good actress, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. But does she have like the comedy chops? That's the thing I'm worried about because that's right. always... that. Chris Hemsworth made that character into a comedic character. Mm. And now the and Thor Ragnarok which is like more and more I think really just is the best MCU movie. Like it just, every day goes by I feel that way more and more. Like now she has to be in that movie and be the very focus of it. I I don't know. At least they got Tika Watiti again.
1: Yes. And then the love part turns out that it's uh Tessa Thompson on a search for a wife. Yes. So we have a female Thor and a lesbian Valkyrie and Marvel is being as progressive as Marvel can. Real quick, I know we're out of time. Uh, there was no date announcement, and there was also no announcement if it was a TV show or movie. They just said Mahershala Ali is Blade, guys. Yeah. Yes,
0: and
2: I want that so badly. You, that announcement was the kind of announcement that when you hear it, it just like snaps into place so perfectly yeah. that you feel like you already knew that that was going to happen. Of course, yeah. he would be. Like I, I wasn't looking for them to remake Blade. And I I wasn't even thinking, like, that Mahershali was going to be in the universe. But when I heard that, my brain was just like, this is as it was meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we're finally back at stasis. I know they can make any of these properties good. I have a hard time being into, like, the Shang... Like, I just never followed that character. I know that they always do make the, the movies good, and so it's going to be fine. This Blade movie, like... This is going to change things for people, dude. This is going to be... Because Blade is really... These are the original very, very good comic book movies, the Blade trilogy, at least the first couple, Uh, but nobody remembers them. No. And now that everybody knows they love comic movies, everybody still loves vampires. I still feel like we're very big on that. Uh, Yeah, I'm
0: super excited. I think Blade 3 sort of invented Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I'm sorry, Blade Trinity? Bl- sorry, yes, Blade Trinity. Come on, Taylor. I'm very sorry. What are you doing? All right, so that's it for SDCC news. Thank you, listeners, for not going and finding out any of that so that we could announce it. We to didn't even here. say
2: anything about Multiverse of Madness, the greatest, the greatest title the of the greatest all greatest time, title yeah. of all time.
0: All right, speaking of great titles, we're going to talk about the titles that we watched this week as shows. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched
1: this week. Kicking it off first is
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: On uh, this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Izel got on the ship. We learned that Izel and Sarge are incorporeal aliens who used to be chill until Sarge found a Coulson corpse on their planet, jumped inside it, and loved having a body. In order to defeat him, Izel is going to jump from body to body and destroy the whole fucking thing. It takes 20 minutes for us to get everyone in a room and have May say... She could be any one of us. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Uh, Does this sound like a good old-fashioned body-swapping comedy? And what are the necessary ingredients for that to be good? Okay, body-swapping comedy. You've got to have... Because we're becoming, like, the three of us are becoming experts on on the year 1988, which means we're good at this now. Taylor,
0: allow me to interrupt
2: you here. Uh, (laughs) I think one thing you have to have body-swapping comedy is the person who is in a body of a different, like, gender than they're used to and spends the whole time just going ham on their parts.
1: Yep, I think that's very just important. Just like if a girl takes over a boy's body, the boy actor is just very effeminate and always yeah. using lipstick and yeah. touching boobs. Well,
0: and he also like he has to pull out the the waistband of his pants and look down and go, "Whoa, uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, whoa, yeah. well, a totally he,
2: average penis."
0: Yeah, and if you're if you're a man inside of a woman's body, you have to walk in front of a mirror and go. Oh. and, like, stick your chest
1: out. <laughs> and lots of ret- record scratches I'm in lucky
0: in that I was born with big breasts.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I, that part I would totally be used to. <laughs>
1: your poor I, mother.
0: <laughs> I also think, uh, in specifically this type of body-switching movie, where there's, it could be any one of us, you gotta, like... You gotta have everyone in a room, but you also have to divide it up into little groups. Yeah. So at any one time, there's just like two people over here, and like three people are having a conversation. And you've got to have that conversation where everyone's like sitting at a bar and they're having a drink, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you remember that time we went to Siberia?" Oh, yeah. that's This uh, uh, entire episode, uh, and they're and they're, tr- and they're trying to say things, but without being very specific. Plus, uh-huh.
1: all of these villains are advanced now, where now they know they could be asking a bullshit question, like wait, we may have never gone to we Siberia. We never went
0: to Siberia. <laughs>
1: so the whole time the villain's like, yeah. I, I do
0: like that because it's this show. One of them could be like, remember that time we were in a computer simulation? And that's like a real thing. <laughs> the,
1: I think the most important ingredient is to have the person who jumps into the body have a very like distinct personality. And so that way the characters have something they can do. when. Yeah. But Izelle does not. And that that's what sort of
2: makes yeah. the episode shitty.
1: What the Eizel does have is a very distinct hairdo. So, what I was hoping would happen was it's like pink and short. <laughs> so, every time she jumps in, uh, like she jumps into Deke and Deke has this pink hair, but still the whole crew is yeah. like, who is it? Yeah. Who could it be? Who <laughs> looks like Deke fucking, is like
2: actually like twirling his hair? Like, yeah, I don't know, you guys. It could be anybody. Looks
0: like
1: fucking Kate Goslin from John and Kate <laughs> Plus Eight. Uh, do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is everyone thinks but is not sure that Eizel uh, jumps into Deke. And Mac, who is still the leader, even after this, uh, gets enraged and just starts choking the shit out of Deke. (laughs) And everyone's like, Mac, that won't solve the problem. He's like, I don't care. Deke. (laughs) He's not good at leading, guys. No. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: is on ABC. Crazy, right? Your next show this week is Krypton. This week on Krypton, Zod dips into Doomsday's brain, and we see the origins of Doomsday as a horrific experiment by both a Zod and an L ancestor. Meanwhile, Seg gets the Brainiac nanites removed from his brain, and we get introduced to little baby Jor-El. <gasps> then, Brainiac takes over a hologram somehow and launches his skullship thing? Krypton!
1: <laughs> so that is Superman's father, It's the, the yes. little baby.
0: Yeah, the little baby that we have seen all of this season has now officially been named. And they did a whole thing where, like... Uh, like Superman's great grandfather or whatever, who's the hologram, was like, "Well, uh, you you want to name it as an L, but it's traditional when a L gets put into the family that they'll take a ancestor's name. Good, and I'm glad there's fa- rules for all this. And my father's name was Jor, so why don't we call him Jor L? And ah. everyone goes, "Oh, well, cool." Yeah.
1: Was Nissa also like in response to that? Plus, um. Superman's father's name was Jor-El, so we might as well just name him that.
0: Yeah. uh, Apparently, there was also a scene where uh, (laughs) Seg, in explaining that, Opens up his shirt to reveal the crest and slightly, yep, slightly the
1: Superman theme started to play. Oh Just a kazoo in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Honestly, this show is shameless, but I think in a way that I kind of appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Right. right?
0: Like- <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, Krypton is on the Sci-Fi Network. Your next show this week is Jessica Jones. On
2: the sixth episode of the third season of Jessica Jones, Jess and the gang use their sweet policing skills to get Salinger arrested. Only to have him released because of circumstantial evidence, meanwhile, Jessica tells Trish's mom that Trish is a superhero, and Hogarth tries to apologize for not having anything to do with Peter's suicide. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this: has the third season of Jessica Jones figured out what it's about yet?
1: I think so. I think that it's about
2: Hogarth, right?
1: Yeah, it's all we wish it was. yeah <laughs> um Jessica and how Jessica relates to Trish and how Jessica relates to the uh, policeman and Eric, really everyone. Um, she is like, I think she's realizing the show is realizing that there's a difference between hero and good or hero and superpowers. Uh You know, if you, if you have superpowers, you're not automatically good. And so Jess is trying to do this thing where, um, I have to do it right this time. You know, what she could do is just go snap the neck of the serial killer. You know, and the fact that she's trying to find the evidence in the right way. And she really loves it when people call her a hero. Uh, like, before it was like, fuck you, man, get out of my face. And now there's like this smirk that's very difficult for her to hide. I think that's what they're trying to do in this season. Yeah. How is it playing for you? It's good. I mean, it's a little on the nose, but it's still, I guess the reason it works is because f- somehow it doesn't feel overdone. Like, yeah. even though that story that I just said does, like, seems pretty basic. I haven't seen it in that many places of the difference between having powers and being a hero. So if
0: you had to rate it between season one and two... It it will
1: never be one, and it's so much better than two.
0: Okay.
2: Do you get the feeling watching the show that it's like turning out the lights on the Marvel TV universe? Yeah, for sure. Like, this
1: is everything. I mean, they brought up Danny Rand and the Rand Corporation in this episode in a way that felt very much like they didn't know it was going to shut down. Uh But just Jessica's arc is like... This is what all Marvel Netflix heroes needed to learn was the difference between like they all had this one thing in common where they wanted to just do whatever they wanted and they weren't able to, you know, and it's great that, you know, it's probably accidental, but Jessica is the last one that we get to see, you know.
0: Well, do you have a moment of the week?
1: Yeah, my moment of the week is I think one of the greatest scenes in Jessica Jones's history uh, Jess and Trish get back to the office and Trish's mom is there, Rebecca Dormit de, M- de Mornay, Terrible, awful person. Um, and just this scene in general. Uh, Jess, uh, Trish just keeps saying, it like, we're going to get his ass and we're going to beat him. And Jess just tells her to shut the fuck up. Like, you can't talk like that. I know you think you're a hero, but please stop talking like a comic book idiot. Um, and then they walk in and Trish's mom thinks that they're lesbians. And her response to that is... There are much better lesbians out there. Which <laughs> is, that's classic boomer response because you think that you're being like uh, progressive, uh, but just saying that there's you can go find a better lesbian. You know, just go to some website. There's a better lesbian, and then Trish won't admit that she's a superhero to her mom. So Jessica throws her out the window this is right in front of the mom.
2: There is something that we should say though to like young lesbians out there. You don't have to be the best because there's always a better
0: lesbian right
2: you know you, you do your best at it but there's always someone out there killing it because more.
0: lesbians in general are the best right so you're good <laughs> you're good Jessica Jones is on Netflix we are watching it week by week it is the last of the Marvel Netflix shows your next show this week is Swamp Thing you made my heart sing this week on Swamp Thing a wounded Avery wanders in the swamp and gets saved by Swamp Thing Abby can't get access to her sample results and Harlan gets kidnapped by the conclave Avery returns with Jason and the Conclave and manages to capture Swamp Thing alive. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Do you think this might be the end for our dear Swamp Thing?
1: Oh, I know it is. Well, I guess in a couple more episodes. Yeah. But probably yeah. not in this episode. I think there
0: are two more episodes after this one.
2: Can I just say, if you're injured, don't, like, go for a wander in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, God, I'm bleeding pretty bad. Guess I'll head out into the swamp now.
0: Apparently, because at the end of last episode, Avery got shot and pushed off a boat.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And so now he's like, oh, well, I'm in the swamp, and I'm wandering around. And he started hallucinating a lot. Uh-huh. And so that, that's just, like, a theme of this show is you go to the swamp and you hallucinate. How did they ca- they capture swamp thing alive? That's a very net. good question, Greg. It's a big old swamp thing. net? yeah, like it's a they they drag the swamp thing. Uh uh-huh. Is
1: and this he's... ultimately an anti-drug show?
0: I think so. Yeah. It's just all about
1: if you if you do drugs, then you'll either see swamp thing or be swamp thing.
0: Yeah, or you'll go to the CDC and not be able to access your test results,
1: which is the worst thing that can come from doing drugs.
2: Hey kids, you think Jewel is pretty cool? Huh? Yeah, well, I love either, I love Jewel. You're either gonna be swamp thing or see swamp thing. <laughs> Right. Oh,
0: oh, kick
1: ass man yeah <laughs> see swamp thing say swamp thing
0: uh swamp thing is on dc universe on friday nights your next show this week is i zombie on the penultimate episode of i zombie live in the gang plan for endgame concocting an off-reference mission impossible slash oceans 11 case in order to get this zombie cure and save seattle forever Blaine makes his final play as a true baddie, and Major is finally relieved of his Fillmore grave's duty in a French coup. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did this episode try to do too much, and will the finale have to do even more?
1: I think that this whole season has been definitely doing too much. The thing that I liked about this episode is, yes, yes, the episode tried to do too much. Yes. But what I liked about it is there was this Ocean's Eleven slash Mission Impossible. They referenced both those movies, you know, about equal. Um, but they also had like Clive said goodbye, and Major and Liv kissed, and so I like how they're dividing the last two episodes between plot and schmaltz. They're yeah. not just saving up all of those like big finale moments for the last episode.
0: That is very good. I want to do a quick sidebar and say that I watched the uh, Christmas Prince sequel. Sure. Uh, this week, and it has our own Rose McIver in it. Oh, yeah? Did you know that her last name in that movie is Moore?
1: I did not know that. Shared universe That's in her Christ- contract.
0: Yeah, Shared Universe with the Christmas
1: Prince, by the way. Uh, there was so much good about this episode. I, I, I never thought, and it feels like they never thought, to do this one particular thing in the show's premise, which is always... What they do is they always eat the brain of the dead to solve the crime. This one, nobody died. There was no case of the we. They have to do an Ocean, Ocean's Eleven thing, but they don't have any of the people so they go and dig up brains of criminals that will c- m- turn uh-huh. all these people into a- the Ocean's Eleven. such
0: a good idea.
1: We, why haven't we been getting that for five fucking seasons at this point? Right. What I- One of them includes, uh, they need uh, somebody who's good at robbing, so they go and get the uh, grave of John Amato, who was busted for Grand Theft Auto, which, that's ah. classic iZombie stuff.
0: Oh, boy. Well, do you have a moment of the week for this Ocean's
1: Eleven episode? I got a couple. Um, Clive has to hit on an old lady. And the old lady is into it because Clive likes cats, watches the great British bake-off, and he's got that ass on him. And I want to introduce her to Greg. <laughs> she just described Greg.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, the other thing
1: is that they all eat these brains to have these things, but Clive's Clive can't eat a brain. So what he does is he takes over for the black security guard, or the black janitor who has to walk past the racist security guard. So he just walks right past him because the racist security guard can't tell that it's a different black guy. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's some good really racism t- right t- there.
0: <laughs>
2: that's using racism against itself.
0: Oh. IZombie is on the CW. Your next and final show this week is Legion. This week
2: on Legion, David is killing pretty much everyone, except for Lenny, who kills herself. But don't worry, guys, because none of this will matter once he's able to change the past, even though he's tried to do that once and it totally didn't work out. Also, he seems to super enjoy killing, which is never a great look. The gang goes to space... To avoid David, but Amu Amu Farouk betrays the group. Sid tries a thing, but it fails and she dies. The dead and the living do an Elvis Costello cover. And David gets switched to jump him back in time, but we're not sure when. Gentlemen, would you believe me if I said that I, a person who never stops complaining about having to watch shows he willingly is on a podcast about, liked this episode so much, I watched it twice. What? What? I watched
0: 3 shows this week and 2 of them were Legion. That's incredible to me. I, I did very much like this episode to and the I point believe- where sorry. Uh, to the point where like I've told a lot of people in my life to watch this show. Uh-huh. I retold them. I was like, "Guys, I know I've told you this before. You're going to watch this." Yeah. <laughs> like you have to watch this episode. Last
2: season I was like, "Were we kind of just like we watched so many bad shows. Did we just think season one of Legion was like way better than it was?
1: And are we watching treading water? Yeah. That's what it felt like sometimes. And
2: honestly, I do think going back season two is always going to kind of not quite cohere with the rest of this stuff. But I have to say this season three is, it's just better. Every single episode. Last
1: episode, which was the time demon episode Uh uh, is among is like a nominee for best episodes of the year. Yeah. That's hard to follow up. This one, It was not as good or the same in tone. But the way that they did it was, all right, you thought that was an all-out blowout. This is an all-out fucking blowout. Like, we're going to go to War Legion style. And they pulled zero punches. And if there was a punch to be pulled, it would be through the time-traveling thing, Uh which they address specifically. And then we get Sid's reaction, which is... And Sid is, like, in a a place right now, like, where she's sort of, like, reserved and, like, sort of, like... I, like, I guess this is just going to happen, but still can't help but say, but it all still happened. Yeah. Like, yes. you still made all these decisions, dude, that you yes. can't get away from that.
0: And I think the thing that makes it, because I know that they're going to do some time travel stuff, but, like, this still felt very real because Sid goes, like, even if she, he doesn't kill her, she goes, will it hurt when we stop existing? Yeah,
1: man. I think so. That's
0: the
2: best acting that actress has done on this show. It's the best. It's the most that's ever been required of her, but her face takes on like a different aspect in that scene. And she's, the character is doing a lot of stuff. She's actively trying to not be afraid of like basically interacting with a God. She is trying to trick that God into thinking that she has forgiven him, which is both what he wants more than anything in the world, but also what he'll be a little suspicious about and vengeful. If he thinks he's not getting in reality, And then she's being in contact with her real feelings, which is, if you erase me, what is that going to mean for me? Uh, And the way her face changes over the course of that scene was really just very, very impressive. It's
1: her performance in that scene. And this is an episode that is an all-out space war, or spaceship war. It's her performance in that scene that, like... Doubles or triples or quadruples, whatever we're at now, at the fact that this whole season is about toxic masculinity and rape culture. Like she is just standing there, like she can't believe she's talking to this monster, but also has to figure out the best way to handle him because he's all like he's made himself so he's always the priority, and then also and the see if she yeah Yeah. and he is always the victim and can't see the other victims and Sid saying like oh he's gone like he's just this is who he is how do I get out of this. And, that you and could, what does this mean for me?
2: And the way you could do it is you could trick him into thinking you have forgiven him right. for raping you. And he really believes that's possible. The, the, what I wrote in my notes is he gives people the tools they need to deceive him. He tells people exactly what he wants to hear from them. I, say I'm a good person. Say I'm worthy of love. Say it's okay, I did all this. And if you say that to him... You can bamboozle him mm-hmm. every time because he wants to believe it so who badly. Is that like? Yeah, who is that? I think I have figured out what this show is going to do. I've gotten the very strong vibe that this show is going to be, a, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a circle. So the end yeah. of this show is going to be, the end of season three is going to be the begin of se- beginning of season one. They reveal that what it means to be Legion inside him is that he basically has like a countless amount of Davids in him. I think what he does is he keeps going through this cycle where he sends his own psyche back into his body as a young man, and they're all collected there. And every single time they do the same thing, which uh-huh. is they go and they do the same exact things he did last time, and then when they get to the very end of it, one of them goes back into time in time, as his, just his personality, inside a young David, and it's over that he, basically that he is the world's angriest boy himself and that he those those like million davids that you see inside him are literal versions of him he is legion because he keeps going back in time and like basically possessing himself
1: how great would it be if fx said we picked this up for a four season and then they just showed the first season every (laughs) wednesday night oh
2: man i that the first thing i'm gonna do when i finish watching season three is i'm gonna start season one again i don't know if season two is going to continue it very effectively but i believe everything that happens in season three is gonna have a counterpoint in season one yeah. and helps you understand the things that you didn't understand in season one.
0: See, the the ending that I think I am preparing myself for was I was trying to think what is the most legion way that they could end this? And I think that it might be David like does successfully go back in time and fix things and then we just have like the end of the show is just we watch this dude who we know for a fact is like a, a super villain uh-huh. just like B. Like beloved. Oh shit! I hope that's what
2: I hope that's what they're doing actually because that would be a way cooler thing than what I said. If you we have watched this guy because in the, the course of this episode he murders a bunch of people. Yeah. Some of them he does with malicious like enjoyment. Some of them he does with the most indifference. There's a scene in this where he walks in and he has a whole bunch of new cult followers, but he doesn't really feel like having a cult anymore. His Manson
1: family. Yeah, yeah. and
2: they keep standing all. Yeah, it's very it's very Manson family, right? It's just the same thing. And they're, like, annoying. They're just being loud, and they're pressing against him. So he just suddenly, like, makes them all disappear. And then they're just gone, right? And it's not clear where they are. And someone's like, did you just murder those people? And he's like, no, don't worry about it. And then near the end of the episode, he says to Sid, nothing I'm doing matters because I'm going to go back and change time. So I'm not, none of this is actually happening and that's the most chilling yeah. moment of this entire show, including when he says he's God or when he says nothing that hurts me exists. Like, he honestly believes that everything he's doing, it's okay because it's not really happening. Yet, we're watching him enjoy it. Mm-hmm. When he assaults the bus at the beginning of this episode, he feels like he's being cute. Or there's yeah.
1: uh, he walks into the Bernie face guy uh-huh. uh, who he's already like uh, blocked the mind of his husband. So yeah. now the Bernie face guy is ba- essentially has like a coma case as a husband and then goes to kill him. Maybe he thinks he needs to do that. What he doesn't need to do is replace the gun with a rubber ducky just yeah, to fuck right. with him. Yeah. He is liking this.
2: He's just having a really good time because part of it is, or a big part of it is, he feels like he's allowed to have a little fun with this because it's not really happening. Because yeah. he's going, when this is all said and done, he's going to do something that makes this not happen. So if he wants to like, make people explode in a cloud of blood which he does to one person he's not really doing it so he can just do it and enjoy it for the moment it i when they said when it, they made it clear he was going to become the villain i wasn't sure if they were going to pull it off or not they have 100 yes.
0: percent pulled it off all right let's do moments of the week ryan
1: my moment of the week was uh the wh- i forgot what sid's powers were like yeah. sid touched uh, David on the face and I was like what the fuck I, what, what does she do again is she like rogue and then it became a body swapping comedy yeah. guys it's yet another body swapping comedy and the comedy.
0: actor killed it mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, Greg moment of the week uh, this episode has
2: a body count that's basically every major character dies yeah um, but before you, yeah we didn't even talk about Lenny yeah before you know that that is what's happening Uh, Lenny walks out and she is got like, she's obviously not doing too well. She's just seen like the whole life of her daughter basically pass by in an instant. And she's super fucked up and she's super drunk and high. Uh, and she's like carrying around this very small knife. And in the scene, there's like this implicit violence because of that small knife. But you keep thinking she's not gonna be able to do anything against David. He could just like blink his eyes and she'd be gone. And she suddenly stabs herself in the neck. Uh... Because of the way it's placed in the episode, you've already seen, like, five people die, but none of them have really been main characters yet. Yeah. I was not expecting her to suddenly stab herself in the neck, and she's the first of, like, eight main characters to die. But it's so effective that, like, I actually kind of, like, yelped when it happened. Uh, This is one of the best episodes of, like, anything that we've seen for this show. Uh, It was so good. But yeah, her just like absolutely stabbing herself in the neck and being like, you don't get me anymore. You don't get to like control me or have me as a pawn. super fucking powerful stuff.
1: And what do we have left? Three, two or three? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my Taylor mar- moment of the week yeah thank you no problem my, yeah. moment, of the
0: w- my moment of the week is uh, a very quick one that was a little bit more lighthearted. was when they go to space uh, uh-huh. girl Carrie goes we're going to space yes dude <laughs> she's excited she's a superhero <laughs> yeah you I, think she'd be used to this shit that is,
2: that is like the latest move in all of these things like when Endgame when all the Avengers go to space Rocket Raccoon turns around and says who hasn't been to space before and Hawkeye and Black Widow raise their hand well, uh, so we'll
1: pair them together on their mission I guess in, uh,
2: yeah because th- they since either one is familiar with it, in Dark Phoenix, uh, as they're going into space, Quicksilver says, "I guess we're doing space missions now." Yeah. Uh, both of those pale in comparison to just Carrie. First, loudly saying, "We're going to space," and getting shushed by the older Carrie, and then as they do it, she just whispers to him, "We're in space." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then uh, a very serious one was uh, when they are trying to get back into Dave- David, back into his own body, and the mini Davids in his mind say. Well, she can't resist us if she doesn't have a mind. So they murder her mind? Yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah. So he uh, he
2: has raped her and murdered her now. Yeah. So That's she why, is now brain dead. Honestly, if the end of this show is he does undo it and we just see him as hero David, that really is
0: going to be a bitter, very bitter
2: pill to swallow, but a very interesting
0: end to the show. Well, Legion is on FX. It is a very good show. If you're not watching it by now, guys, please just fucking watch the show. Why are you listening to this podcast and not watching
1: the show? What's the fucking point?
0: That is all for this episode. Next week, we are going to be talking about The Boys. We're going to be talking about Pennyworth. We're going to be talking about uh, some iZombie finale. Oh, and a little thing called Hobbs and Chalk.
1: Are we talking about Hobbs and Shaw?
0: We're not talking about Hobbs and Shaw, but we are going to see Hobbs and see Shaw. So. We're going to go see it, people you guys should that. know. Yeah. We are
2: going to record our podcast next week, and then all pile into a car and go see Hobbs and Shaw, and we're like bouncing off the walls with excitement. I'm very
0: excited, so I wanted to put it down yeah. into the calendar and just let you guys know that that's what we're doing next week. And probably two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. I think four weeks from now, we're going to be talking about Hobbs <laughs> and we're Shaw. We're always
0: going to be talking about Hobbs and Shaw, but before we get to that... Four. Greg, I'm Taylor for Taylor, I'm Ryan for Ryan We are the Remarks. Bye. It's over, done We're done? Yeah, for sure
2: Pass that button.